Live from Music City, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Big sky, bright stars, pinion pines on the breeze, sweet memory of old New Mexico. Tall pines on the timber line where the San Juan River flows, reasons to go to old. Mexico Campfire at twilight As the sun goes to rest once again Moonlight and starlight And I still hear your name in the wind Blue sky Blue eyes The call of the canyon afar I'll follow a star to old New Mexico. Doug on and we played that song and he said they'd written it for me (laughs) (laughs) well I expected he did I expect he did yeah last night we were at the station inn and uh and Ranger Doug was performing with the farmer and Odell and Mary Kay got to perform with them and uh, so I told him that we'd be we'd be opening the show with that song tell Bobby hi <laughs> so, uh, yeah. uh, what fun! So we I have Rainy's. Rainy, yeah, did you see the video no, with him? Yes. Yeah, I, so I was just. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time. A lot of the new 
Western Music Association, Tennessee chapter members were there last night. And so we just had a big time catching up with a lot of folks. And uh, you were you were at our meeting the other night. So thank you for I popping was. in. I was. Well, I plan okay. to join, and I plan to be at all of your meetings. I think it's so exciting um, what you are all doing, and then I think we need to bring some of that energy and spirit over into this chapter here. <laughs> well, here we come. Here we come. But uh, anyway, we have a lot of energy and excitement to share with our audience around the world today. We have a great guest joining us in the first hour on the Campfire Cafe, and tell us who that is. And she's been traveling all over New Mexico on her way to Texas. Almeida Bradshaw is on the line. All right, so we'll be talking with Almeida, and we're going to share great music from her album, Between a Horse and Me. And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America, Mary Kitzmiller will be joining us. And Mary is a Mustang makeover winner and a Mustang magic winner. And she is really famous with her horse, Remy. But they are going to be appearing at Road to the Horse in Lexington, Kentucky in just about a month. So we'll be talking with her and catching up all on Saddle of America. So it's a lot of great music and a lot of great conversation today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Right now, we're going to listen to a great song by our friend, Miss Mickey Furman. It's from her album, Westbound, and this is called River of No Return. When we come back, we'll be talking with Almeida Bradshaw.
the award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard River of No Return, performed by Mickey Furman from her album Westbound. Today's featured guest, Almeida Bradshaw, is one of Montana's talented Western singer-songwriters. Her love and appreciation for the Western way of life is expressed in heartfelt songs giving voice to the Westerner, cowboys, cowgirls, ranchers, farmers, and more. A lifetime of writing and playing stringed instruments places her work above the ordinary. Clear vocals, accomplished musicianship, and a compelling stage presence of wit and charm, history and trivia, humor, and a humble spirit. Almeida knows she's but a vessel for the songs she delivers, and her repeated invitations to perform is testimony to the quality she brings to her shows. Jim Jones, award-winning Western songwriter and author, has this to say about today's guest. Almeida Bradshaw is one of the hidden treasures of contemporary Western music. Great singer, songwriter, and picker. You need to check out her work. Today we're featuring music from her new album, Between a Horse and Me, a collection of 11 Western songs written and inspired over the past decade by Almeida's life as a Westerner, horsewoman, and caregiver. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a woman I am blessed to call friend, Almeida Bradshaw. Welcome, Almeida. Oh, thank you, Bobby. You are so wonderful. Your intros are the best in the world. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, we're happy to have you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Hi, Gary. Good Good to have you with us today. By the way... You were talking about Bobby's introductions, and we were talking about Ranger Doug just a minute ago. So he was on the show one of his appearances, and he, after her introduction, she said, you know, after Eddie Stubbs, uh, she's the second to offer my eulogy. So that was pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. But anyway, so you're traveling. You're doing some traveling. You're getting back out after this pandemic thing visiting around the country right. performing. Yeah. How does that feel? Oh, it's wonderful. I'm glad to be out. I'm really blessed to be able to do this. And uh, I've got my little cowgirl camper and uh, just running around trying to come up to, on as many gatherings as I can and visiting folks I know along the trail. And it's just a really a, a really great time. And I'm being having lots of fun, being blessed by it. So, yeah. That is so cool. Well, you post a lot of great photographs uh, as you travel across the country, and I was just looking at some of those today. And we don't really talk about this that much on the show. But one uh-huh. of the cool things about performing out in the West is the fact that you get to see such beautiful scenery. and, and Oh, yeah. Scenery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking, mm-hmm. you, need to do a, you need to do a book. 
you need to do a book of photographs. <laughs> well, that would be fun. That would that'd be a whole that other project. I'll have to put that one on my list. I got so much to do. I don't know if I'll ever get her all done, but yes, <laughs> that's a great idea. Well, Thank that's you. A, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. But you know, yeah. as you've traveled around, do you have a favorite spot that you've been to? Is there a is there more favorite? state that you've traveled through or maybe a more favorite gathering that you've attended? Oh, uh, well, actually, one of my very favorite gatherings is is uh, the Cochise Gathering in Sierra Vista. That one has uh, been doing so good and, and has still survived and is going strong. We had a really nice gathering a few weeks ago there. Durango is another great one. They're all so good, and, and I'm actually going to get to a few this year that I have not been to, and that's going to be fun to meet the new people that are the people that run those that are, would be new to me because I've never met them, but yeah, it's going right. to be uh, great. Now, you know, if I could just throw this in really quick, as far as the traveling thing and a special place or any of that, I'll tell you what's so yeah. cool is when you look at a map, a map is flat, right? And then when you right. actually start traveling through that section of the map <laughs> and you also realize, Not oh my gosh, flat. I'm going up a huge mountain path and I'm going way <laughs> down into a river, you know, and it's so <laughs> fabulous. To see it transformed from a piece of paper to reality. <laughs> I just love it. Uh-huh. That is cool. That is cool. Well, Bobby had mentioned earlier that, that you had, you know, this, this album has uh, come about over a period of time. And yes. uh, one of the songs that everybody has loved from this album, The Horse and Me, is If I Had a Horse. And so tell us oh. a little bit about that. We're going to play it. All right. Well, in a nutshell, uh, we have horses, and Merritt and I, we always will pick one or the other that's going to be our project and that kind of thing. And uh, the horse that I had at that time for my project was Sonny. And I also talked about him in the song, My Palomino Pony and Me. Well, anyway, I just felt so guilty because I was not getting on this horse at all. There was just, I was consumed with everything else that was going on in life. So I I just finally said to Merritt, look, just take him. You know, he he wants to rope on him. I like to ride him and and do more uh, uh, arena work and also trail work and stuff like that because I'm not a roper. So anyway, I okay. said, just take him, go ahead, take him. And so he did, and as soon as he did, I wrote the song, If I Had a Horse, because I, all of a sudden I just got to thinking about all of the things about horses and about this particular horse, because Sonny was fabulous, uh, that, you know, we love about this amazing creature, you know. So that's what I wrote, yeah, If I Had all a right. Horse. All right. All right. <laughs> this is If I Had a Horse, I'll meet a Bradshaw as our very special guest, and you're going to love this song. Let's take a listen. If I had a horse, I'd ride across the ranges of my imaginations and my dreams. Well, if I had a horse, I'd lope, walk, and trot, sing, cry, and talk of how I feel. Well, if I had a horse, oh, I would not be so lonely. For my one and only who is gone again Cause if I had a horse I would not be alone, no He would take me home at the end of my trail If I had a horse 
And, um, well, it's really a long story, but I won't go into all of it. But anyway, the pandemic hit. And so I was thinking this would be a good time to go ahead and just do this because I've got a lot of spare time. I'm not running around like crazy and, and a album takes a lot of focus. So at that point, it just dawned on me, I need to go to Aaron Metter because uh, number one, he's, he's wonderful. Um, and I had worked with him before a long, long time ago in 2014 when Rich O'Brien and he uh, helped me um, with a couple of songs that uh, I did. But anyways, um, so I said, I'm going to just talk to Aram and Kristen and uh, I, they said yes. And that was that. And so we did it mostly, uh, you know, uh, what's the right word? They were in Texas and I was in Montana and a number of players were in different <laughs> places around the country. So it, you know, modern technology makes amazing things happen. So it was mm-hmm. really good. I know you have David Strummer Sawyer um, on mandolin on this song we just heard. You've got um, Brooke Wallace yeah. Eaton. Um, yeah. you, you know, Kristen is on rhythm guitar and a song yeah. will be playing shortly. I mean, it's, you just, mm-hmm. you read through this and, um, mm-hmm. you just have a stellar, stellar mm-hmm. partners on, on the music. Um, mm-hmm. the next song that Gary's going to play is another one of my, well, you know, every song's a favorite. I wouldn't <laughs> want to try to pick what my favorites are, um, but oh, he's going to play, um river uh riding along the river oh, this has a great backstory would you set this one up for us oh certainly <laughs> well this is my montana version of the autry burnett classic riding down the canyon and i always tell everyone well i don't live in a canyon i live in the yellowstone river valley so i changed the words up <laughs> a bit to fit so in this one it's really kind of fun um because my husband Merritt has a cameo of a voiceover part in it and it plays off of the 2016 Song of the Year uh, nominated song, Heavenly Here With You. And in that song, which is my husband's love song to me that I had to write, but in there, he's, <laughs> he does this, he does this, oh, forget those chores, honey, come on, let's get outdoors, is one of the lines in Heavenly Here With You. So I said, how fun to have him actually say that <laughs> in this song, because this song is mm-hmm. all about where Merritt and I live, which is right on the Yellowstone River, and we do ride along the river. So there you go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Riding along the river, I'll meet a bad show. When evening chores are over At my home on the Yellowstone And all I've got to do is Lay around? Are you kidding me? Well, you know a woman's work is never done. Oh, forget those chores, honey. Come on, let's get outdoors. Just to watch Montana's sun go down Riding along that river Just to watch that sun go down Oh, it's a picture that no artist there could paint Except maybe Charlie Russell Those black baldy cattle now they're alone Ride along And the geese, they're everywhere. And the prior mouth, 
song from her album between a horse and me amita i know that um you're you find inspiration all around you um but mm-hmm. you also like to attend uh writing workshops um i know poetry absolutely captures your heart we're going mm-hmm. to um play trusting next and from your liner notes you really write some really interesting things about this song you want to tell us a little bit about Henry Realbird and also the term bucking has a little different meaning. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, well, you know, Henry Realbird is a Crow Indian um, and a very, very well-known and uh, admired poet. And he has such a distinct style. And when the first time I ever heard him and every time I hear him, I just think of water running over rocks in a brook and just the stream of consciousness type delivery that he has with his poetry really transports you into kind of a different realm. And I think it's kind of mystical and it's just really interesting. Well, anyway, I attended a workshop of his at the Montana Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Lewistown many years ago. And um, as he was talking, I began to just sort of, I guess, channel or whatever. I just tried this stream of consciousness. I just got to thinking about a cowboy out on the plane working, coming to the end of the day and needing to get back home, but all of a sudden coming up against a lot of resistance in, in weather and um, and whether or not he was actually going to make it back. And um at the same time, I was reading Ivan Doig's book, Bucking the Sun, which is the story of building the Fort Peck Dam in Montana on the Missouri River. And that was a fascinating story. And bucking, we, um, 
is is just that being up against a force. You think of bucking out a horse, you're up against that horse's uh, force and strength and, and determination to get you off, so you're bucking up against it. And so I just used that term, bucking up against all of these elements that were in the way of getting home. And, uh, and then the other aspect of it, it's almost got two themes, and the other is trusting where we put our trust ultimately in ourselves, our own mental abilities and skills, or in our horse to, to get us home. Um, but ultimately for me uh, and many people, uh, our trust must lie in, in our Savior. And so that's kind mm-hmm. of the um, underlying theme of the song. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, as I think about the, the term bucking, the way you're describing it here, I, I feel like 2020, 2021, and the first part of 2022, <gasps> we're, we're all kind of bucking against <laughs> oh, nature, yeah. are we? <laughs> Most we definitely. We do have to find where to put our trust <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you aren't just a woman, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Gary, are you? Um, shall we go ahead and play "Trusting"? Let's play "Trusting." And again, this is another great song from the album "Between a Horse and Me." We'll be back in just a moment. Heart out of the west, chin tucked into my silk wrapped neck, half rim broke down over my eyes. I'm bucking the wind, howling over the rise, bucking the wind at trusting this ride. I'm bucking the sun, setting low fast time, slipping on, leaving shadows in the tracks up ahead. Winding dark into the night I'm bucking the sun Last day's light Bucking the sun And trusting this ride I'm trusting my pony Carry me through Trusting my head To know what to do But in my heart I know Trusting in I'm trusting Of making it home Yeah, there's a blue northern coming I can hear it howling down Ice in the rain Cutting like a night time Bucking the odds It's a gamble tonight Bucking the odds And trusting this ride I'm trusting my pony Carry me through Trusting my head To know what to do But in my heart I know It's frozen grip in these leather gloves Oh, my reins are stiff And my fingers are gone My heart's beat tight I'm bucking the cold And fighting for life Bucking the cold And trusting this ride I'm bucking the end God says, hey 
sure that I've ever asked you this before, but who were your influences in music? Oh, well, that can go a long ways back, actually. I used to listen to my dad's big band albums and classical albums, and I'd lay on the couch, and um, I would uh, just fantasize all this drama and theater going on in my head, listening to all that music. Well, then, I had quite a little epiphany when the Beatles showed up at Ed Sullivan show and that kind of like, whoa, that turned my head. <laughs> and uh, I began to, I uh, got my first guitar in junior high and uh, taught myself to uh, play guitar from uh, Oregon Public Television. They were starting to put, you know, educational things on TV back in the, wow. in the uh, late 60s or, you know, and all that stuff. And so, so I taught myself, but I'd already been playing piano and cello and violin. I knew how to do all that stuff. So it kind of came came okay easy to me but anyway and then in my teen years of course it was all the great music of the late 60s and 70s and Crosby Stills Nash Joni Mitchell I was doing all kinds of stuff like that and then um in the 70s late 70s when Willie Nelson put out his tribute album to Lefty Frizzell um Mm. that album I listen to and that's when I actually got introduced for the first time to Willie Nelson and Lefty okay. Frizzell and I fell in love with the whole package I learned every single song on that album I still play them today and uh, so that took me off more into a country uh, more of a country western theme and right, also right. in my 70s it was the Circle album uh, the Nitty Gritty Dirt mm-hmm. Band Circle album mm-hmm. introduced me to all that great mm-hmm. folk music and uh, folk artists of the uh, 60s and of course Mother Maybell Carter and that's where I uh, really uh, took off and, and pretty much stayed more in the folk country uh, genre after that so yeah. Wow. Wow. There you go. Yeah, you were just naming <laughs> some good ones right there. Those were good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great yeah. Influences. Well, they were so, those, those were very uh, profound, you know, people and albums and such in that day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if either of you saw this, but it's it's been floating around on Facebook yesterday. Uh, somebody, a critic, had written a a newspaper article about Ed Sullivan having the Beatles on. Did you guys see that? And it was like, yeah, it's like Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan is going down the tubes and, you know, he's going to be off the air. Why in the world do you bring these guys on? They're just long hair. Oh, back from that era. Oh, back in that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the guys. Yeah, and it was like, okay, this guy probably lost his job pretty soon. You know, he 
<laughs> Beacom, Ed Sullivan and the Beatles. But anyway, funny, funny, Yeah, funny. there you go. When did Western uh, music cool. come into play for you? I mean, it's not far from country to Western, but when did when did the Western music come into play? Well, I was a very typical young gal, that little girl that wanted to have a horse, right? And uh, mm-hmm. my parents were not uh, horse people. I grew up in town in Coos Bay, Oregon, and then uh, I was so horse crazy that my mom convinced my dad to move out to the country, and so we moved out to the country, and she got me a horse. My dad could have cared less, but my mom got me a <laughs> horse, and that kind of just began my whole cowgirl, cow, you know, horse love and craziness, and, and uh, so I had, that's where it started, and I was determined to marry a cowboy from way back, and uh, so I ended up doing that, and, and uh, so it's all it's been a wonderful adventure. It's really been great. So, well, it's pretty cool. Glad you got into the Western music. Glad you made the <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, okay. I said I'm glad you made the move into the Western music world. Yeah, it's been a blessing. Yeah, and actually, uh, it, it was when I moved to Big Sandy in in the mid '90s. Um, I actually met and and was got to know uh, Wiley Gustafson of Wiley in the Wild West, and he yeah. was a huge inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh my gosh, if I could do that, I'd be I'd be in heaven. So I just started <laughs> uh, going along and seeing where seeing where it would take me. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, let's hang on after after your segment is over because we're going to kick things off for the second hour with uh, Wiley. Gustafson and his wild Mustang. Oh yeah. So you'll get it. You'll get it oh, yeah. out of that. But right now, yeah. another great song from the album "Between a Horse and Me" is one called "Buckskin Horse." We're going to take a listen to that oh. and come back and talk more with Almeida Bradshaw today on the Campfire Cafe. Wanted a buckskin horse With a yearning Burnt deep within her soul In dreams She'd ride the range at night With a river Running somewhere far below She'd feel the power Beneath her As up the trail they climbed And his coat would shine and gleam Like the secrets behind her eyes Yeah, she always wanted a buckskin horse And his breath would smoke when snow was on the ground He'd test the air, nostrils and together they ride the morning down When she climbed upon his back She'd know just what her life was for And she'd ride across the skyline To meet it on that buckskin
Between a Horse and Me. Almeida, that's the only song you did not write on this 11-song album. Tell us how you happened to choose to add this wonderful song. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Dave Stamey's Buckskin Horse. And the very first time I heard it, I just jokingly said, oh, gosh, Dave, thank you for writing my song. (laughs) And uh, I really relate to the song on a couple of levels. Um, I did have a buckskin horse, and he was probably the finest, well, he was the best and finest horse I ever had the pleasure of of owning and riding and and showing rain cow horse and all that that goes along with it. It just was a fabulous experience, wonderful horse. So that, the literal aspect of it but then the underlying aspect is the dreams uh oh it seems they're a long time coming and for me the dream has been this singing songwriting 
sharing my music, um, and I've been playing and singing as an amateur almost my entire adult life, but then to step out into it professionally and actually try to be good enough that people <laughs> will pay you to hear you or will you know buy your product, that, that was the big challenge, and I never really knew for certain if um, I would be successful, but I took the step and, and and just plunged into it and, and gave it the best shot I had. And I, and I have had some very nice success and I've been so appreciative of the whole experience, but that thing, I was, I was a little long, getting a little long in the tooth when I uh, first started into all of that. And, and so I thought, <laughs> wow, well, will these dreams come true? And that song has just really touched me deeply in my heart because mm-hmm. it, it does relate to me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I noticed um, back uh, going kind of through your song credits again that you you are all, often playing guitar. You're lead and harmony vocal mostly on everything, but you also do play guitar. Um, mm-hmm. This on this song, uh, finger style rhythm guitar. Do you have a mm-hmm. variety of guitars, and is there a favorite guitar that you travel with? Uh, for our listeners who who are into guitars, you want to tell oh, us a sure. little bit about what you play? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, my go-to guitar is a is a Gibson um, SJ200 uh, custom with a pickup and all that good stuff, and it's a, it's a delight to play. I've had it since 2010, and then I that's really the only guitar I ever use in shows and um, and for recording. And then I but I have others at home, um, some very cool uh, Martins, um, Taylor. Uh, and uh, some other standards. So yeah, but all pretty much mm-hmm. all acoustic, right? Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. You you had posted on Facebook the other day that you had gone to a music store. Someone had oh, referred sure, yeah. you. Yeah, that was a great little experience that you had. You want to share that? That was like on the road, a little oh, yeah. experience with yeah. um, Almeida. Yeah, I, I, well, of course, I've been playing the heck out of this guitar since, well, now 20, uh, 12 years, and uh, it needed uh, a, some, a fret job, so uh, I took it into a great luthier in Billings, and um, he put the new frets on it, and, and, but as things go, you know, you just have to kind of continually fine-tune, and then I, then I hit the road, so I wasn't able to take it back to him, and I was beginning to get a little bit of buzz in the mid section of the neck and because I play really mm. aggressively with my flat pick style guitar and so um, there isn't a lot of room for uh, error uh, you know the strings have to be set just right or I'll end up buzzing off of a fret but anyway so I took it into this uh, fellow Eddie Harrison y'all know in Las Cruces wonderful guitar maker and everything and I asked him I said Eddie since I'm here would you be willing to try, try uh, <laughs> fixing up my little guitar and he says well and, you know he's totally retired from it he, he told me that you know he sold everything. He does not make guitars anymore. So he referred me to this fellow over at uh, uh, Valley Pro, and so he did it for me. And uh, it's better. It's not perfect, but it's better. And uh, at, least, at least it'll get me all the way home without making too much noise when I play. <laughs> <laughs> On the road again. So, yeah, well, exactly. well, I will say I will say this. I've watched you perform uh, – uh, Online, we haven't met in person. Oh yeah, uh-huh. online, and uh, mm-hmm. and you're a darn good guitar picker. I'm telling you. Oh, and I, and I see it. I love it. 
Yeah, yeah. That's my job. biggest pleasure right there. I, I, I wish I could sing as well as I pick, but that's okay. I do, I do, the, I, I do the best I can. <laughs> but anyway, I do love playing guitar. There's no doubt about that. Thank you. I appreciate well, you're, it. <laughs> you're, you do a good job with that. You really do. Well, the next song that we're going to get to is called Palomino Pony. You mentioned something about Palomino's a minute ago. Do you have a favorite color? Because I have had many, many horses. And uh, I'm not going to mm-hmm. mention my favorite color, but do you have a favorite color? Um, honestly, a bay. I, I, bay horses are my favorite. And But I have a red horse now, and, you know, red horses don't get a lot of credit because they're a little bit more common. Uh, but a sorrel horse is a great horse, too. And, uh, but the, yeah, there's so many be- beautiful colors and all. But uh, if I actually had a complete pick, I'd, I'd do a blood blood red bay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they're they're absolutely gorgeous. Of course, my yeah, opinion is yeah. if the horse is good, it doesn't really make any difference. It doesn't matter. Yeah, my horse right now is a is a very is a red horse and uh, uh, just as uh, common as the day is long and um, color wise, but he is a dream to ride. So I I love him. His name's Benz, like Mercedes Benz, and that's what he feels like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope he didn't cost what those things do. No, well, uh, well, no, no, but I mean, relatively, he he wasn't cheap, but he was certainly worth every penny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, tell us about my Palomino pony. Okay, well, this was just a fun little song uh, I wrote one February. Uh, it was a, it was a really rough year. A number of things happened that year. We actually had a gentleman pass away on our one of our renters passed away on our property quite tragically. Um, my daughters sat me down and, and gave me uh, hell for for being uh, the parent I was, I guess, because, I, you know, and it, just a lot of stuff happened, you know, and I was, and it was just so miserable out there and cold, and I'm looking out there in February, and there's this beautiful Palomino horse looking like a mud ball, you know, slipping around in the muck and all that, <laughs> and I just said, I looked at him, I said, you know, I need I need to write a happy song. I'm just because to try to counter what all, all the stuff that was going on, and so I wrote all about my Palomino pony and me and just what a sweet and, and great horse he was and fun to ride well, and everything. So well, this that's is a, that. This is a fun song. This is my Palomino it pony. It's Almeida Bradshaw, and we will be right back. <laughs> I whisper in his ear, we look up in harmony, yeah, my Palomino pony and me. My Palomino pony, he's my faithful friend, he never lets me down, he stays with me till the end. No matter what I ask, he answers willingly, yeah, my Palomino pony and me. Some ponies paw impatiently, some never leave the gate. Cause they quit before they start And then there's those that have no rate But when you get a pony Who times up just right with you Then you can sing a song like this Cause you will have one too My Palomino pony Is my perfect pal He whinnies when he sees me He knows I'm his guy I whisper in his ear And we hook up in harmony My Palomino pony and me Oh, here we go Thank you. 
every horse is heavenly, not every Cayuse cool. In fact, some blowing rollers should be sent back to school. And when your pony graduates with a bridal PhD, you'll understand my song and you can sing along with me. My Palomino pony, my perfect pal, he wins when he sees me, he knows I'm his gal. I whisper in his ear and we hook up in harmony, yeah, my Palomino pony and me. down, he stays with me till the end, no matter what I ask, he answers willingly, my Palomino pony and me, my Palomino pony, oh, I call him Sonny, my Palomino pony and me. I wish people <laughs> see me live right now. I've got the biggest grin on my face. I love that. I love that. I just got to find the trombone. Last, yeah, my last yeah. horse was a gold champagne. People thought she was Palomino, but she was a uh-huh. oh, the all the all yeah. the colors are great, just as long as they're a good horse. They are. They are. Well, this is an absolutely fun, fun CD to listen to. And and I was just thinking a while ago as I was playing one of the songs, I said, I believe Almeida had more fun making this album than he in the past. Is that right? Oh, yes. This this has been a really wonderful, yeah, the songs and the fact that I could get so many old songs finally put into a, into a final form, you know, uh, and that was really a, a very satisfying feeling for me. And yeah, just a lot of fun, especially with all the great players and working with Aram and Kristen down at Allegro Sound Lab in Texas. Gosh, they are fabulous. Of course, we all know that uh, in the Western world out here. But so anyway, yeah, just a lot of good time. Very, very fun. Well, it, it is a great yeah. CD. The name of the CD is Between a Horse and Me. And for our mm-hmm. worldwide audience that's out there, how can people get your music and how can they follow your tour schedule, which is starting to kick back up again? So how can they do all that? Oh, okay. Um, uh, my website is my first name, Almeda, A-L-M-E-D-A. Then our brand is in the middle. It's M, the number two, the letter B, like meant to be, and then the word music. So almeda2bmusic.com. That's my website. You can find me, Almeda M2B Music, on uh, uh, Facebook um, and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. All right. Well, be sure and do that. Pick up this CD and, and order some of the other CDs that she has in the past as well. And you have been a Thank ton you. of fun to have on the show. Love the music. Thank you. And uh, and we look forward to having you back. We may have to talk about how that M2B brand came about next time you're on the show. That <laughs> sounds like a plan. There's always fun right. stuff to talk about. I thank you guys so much, Bobby and Gary. This has been a delight. Appreciate you guys. Well, you are very, very welcome. And we're going to close out this segment of the show with another song from the CD. It's called Will He or Won't He? And you're going to love oh, this one as well. Almeida, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. God bless you guys. Here's a little story about a horse 
I used to own. He was a push button Cadillac, cow horse to the bone. His pedigree, performance, a cutting cow machine. Willie was a wonder horse, my every equine dream. Dry Dock, he was his paper name, but he was known as Willie. Broke to death for a gentleman in every way. He really was a wonder horse. I thought his tag perfect fit. But then I learned the truth. I heard the story in back of it. Willie or won't he? It's question of the day. Willie or won't he? Fuck me off today. problem child, a juvenile delinquent with a hair grown awful wild, and there was no predicting when that hair would trigger loose, one moment he was mannered, the next broke into Cayuse, will he or won't he, hey, I'm asking you, will he or won't he break Legacy Radio Network. We're going to be talking Mustangs and Road to the Horse when we return.
Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host in Nashville, Tennessee, Gary Holt, and in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Bobby Bell. So we are Uh, just excited, Bobby, to have joining us Mary Kitzmiller, the Saddle of America, and Mary is competing in Road to the Horse, I think, next month in Lexington, Kentucky. But she has made a name for herself with the Mustang and the Mustang Heritage Foundation and the Extreme Mustang Makeovers and the Mustang Magics. And I think Remy is just as famous as she is. So, Mary, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, we're tickled to have you with us for the very first time. So thanks for joining us. So I want to ask first, how you got involved with horses, and then how you got involved with the Mustang. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I've been in horses most of my life. I started riding when I was around nine. Um, My mom bought me my first horse, which was really her first horse. That (laughs) I was the excuse for her to get the horse. But um, (laughs) my, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
my grandpa, her dad, was a rodeo cowboy out of South Dakota and Wyoming, and he uh, he did some amazing things. And so I'm I'm really happy to be carrying that on. And so I I um, rode all sorts of disciplines growing up. Rode English Western, showed mules for a while, and oh, wow. um, yeah, it was that was fun. That really helped me um, training the Mustangs was. Uh, knowing knowing how to train mules was was really helpful and i um after after i went to college i actually went to college for art i decided i really want to ride horses um and make that my profession and so i apprenticed for a number of different trainers and learned a lot about performance horses and colt starting and reining and um I was working for one of these trainers when I heard about this competition called the Extreme Mustang Makeover. I believe it started in 2007. And right. it seemed like this really cool idea. They give trainers a wild Mustang, um, and you have 90 days to tame the horse and start it and ride it, and then it all culminates in a big show in Fort Worth. And... Um, so I kind of always had it in the back of my mind that, man, I'd really like to do that. And so when I went out on my own, um, that's one of the first things I did was sign up to compete. And I've been working with Mustangs ever since. I'm actually working mostly with Mustangs these days. Cool, cool. So what was your first uh, makeover? What year was your first makeover? I think it was 2011. And it was the uh, it was one that they were holding in Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm pretty sure that okay. one was in 2011. Okay. Now, and, uh, now, where's yeah. home for you? Where's home for you now? I am in Kemp, Texas, which is northeast Texas, and okay. I've been here for about 11 years, I think. Okay. All right. All right. So, how did you and Remy get together? Uh, Remy was my horse for the 2018 Mustang Makeover in Fort Worth, and the format for this one uh, was a little unique. Uh, in the past, a lot of the Mustang Makeovers, uh, the format is you sign up, they accept your application, you show up to the holding facility, and they just give you a horse. It's totally random. Um, they right. pick from a pool of horses that are all similar age. And um, so you don't know what horse you're getting. But for this um, makeover, they did a format they called Player's Choice, where they actually had an auction beforehand, and you got to bid on your chance to pick whatever horse you want. So you didn't actually, you're not actually buying the horse. You're just buying the horse, you know, the you're buying the horse that you want to compete on. The horse is still would um, go up for auction after the event. And gotcha. you don't get to see the horses in person. Uh, they put a bunch of videos online. Superior Livestock Auctions handles all of that. And so you're looking at these videos of these horses in facilities like in Nevada and California and Arizona, and you have to kind of guess like within a few minutes of watching the video, you know, based on these short videos like, oh, is this going to be a horse I want? And Remy caught my eye um, really early on, and he, uh, I, I can't say what it was about him I really liked, but he was my pick, and I went and bid on him, and I won him in, the, in that auction. And so we competed at the 2018 makeover. We did really well. We made the finals, 
and I decided I've got to get this horse back uh, because, like I said, they go to auction at the end of it. And so I won him in the auction. Right. And so folks that are listening, Bobby, and I think we've talked about this before, but at the makeovers, uh, they take these horses, they work with them, and then they have all kinds of amazing things that they're doing at the makeovers for the horses. And then they eliminate down to like the top 10. Is that right, Mary? And uh, yes. compete in the finals. And uh, but But in both sections, they auction the horses at the end of the event. And if you are a trainer, you do have the ability to be able to bid on your own. So you, you liked Remy enough that you bought him back, didn't you? I did. I did. And uh, in the first auction, the one where the trainers were bidding on the horse they wanted to compete on, I I got him for $600, which was a steal. There were other horses that were going for a lot of money. And right. but, um, by the second auction where he, you know, the whole public gets to see him and see him perform and they followed him on social media he got a little bit more popular, and so I think the price he went for at that auction was seventy five hundred. And wow! Uh, so yeah, I had to fight for him a little bit, but luckily uh, the trainers get a commission, and I had won. Um, I, I broke even on him because I'd, I'd won. You know, I used my prize money to to bring him home. That is so cool. That is so cool. And uh, Bobby, have you seen a picture of Remy and Mary? Yes. Hi, Mary. Yes, I have. And um, and I've spent a little bit of time, too, Mary, on your website. Um, what a gorgeous, gorgeous horse. And I understand you have, with Road to the Horse, you are competing in a very special event. I don't know if you wanted to already talk about that, Gary, or not. Well, we, <laughs> want, to, we want to take a quick break and yet. then come back. And, <laughs> yeah, we want to make take a quick break and come back and talk about Road to the Horse. But... Uh, but go ahead and continue your conversation with her about the website and Remy. Yeah. Um, so, and and I'm assuming Remy's who you're who you'll be riding at Road to the Horse, correct? Yes. 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 Why don't since we just mentioned your website, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners where where they can find out more about you? <laughs> So I have a website that is my name, so it's marykitzmiller.com, and the last name is K-I-T-Z-M-I-L-L-E-R, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under Mary Kitzmiller Horsemanship, um, and so you can find me those places. Great. All right, well, she is extremely popular, and Remy's photograph is just everywhere. So if you go to Mustang Heritage Foundation or if you go to Road to the Horse, you're going to see Mary on Remy and uh, and uh, doing some pretty amazing things in the photograph as well. We're going to go ahead and take a break real quick, listen to a great song by Mary Kay Holt called We Dream of Horses. And uh, Mary, you know a lady named Ann Souders, don't you? I do. I do, yeah. She's been very much involved with the Mustangs. So this is one of Anne's favorite songs from the CD Frontier. Let's take a listen to that, and we'll come back, and we'll talk more with Mary and uh, talk about Road to the Horse when we return on Saddle of Mary. Little boy tugged at his mama's hand 
to get that pony ride A little scared when he climbed on But when it was over he cried All the way home in the car He chanted that pony's name Now every Christmas and birthday His wish list is the same And he hears them calling his name And he needs the drum of feet The swing is dried in the wind and a horse's mane This gal knows about falling down Climbing right back on Shovels, stalls, hot hay in the snow Fed horses before dawn School bell rings when she's at the gate Calling that pony's name Years will come and years will go But this will never change
that's pretty special. That is pretty special. Oh, yeah. I want to mention real quickly that uh, the next Extreme Mustang Makeover is taking place in Florida, in Ocala, and that will be April 29th and 30th. So if you have not seen a Mustang Makeover, then that is a must-see event, particularly if you are in the southeast. And that's in Ocala, Florida, April 29th and 30th. And then the makeover will be taking in Fort will be taking place in Fort Worth stockyard uh, in September so that that'll be a lot of fun pretty special Mary to be invited to road to the horse how did that come about um yeah so I it was um pretty recent that uh, I got a call from Tammy who works um uh with road to the horse and she said they're doing a new type of competition this year so um you know, the, the normal road of the horse competition is the world championship colt starting, and that's where they get the colt. And, um, they have trainers that will train an unstarted horse over a few hours and compete. But they also have lots of clinics and demonstrations and things uh, throughout the day, all through the weekend. And so on Saturday, they are doing a freestyle competition and they're um the people who are competing are like past and present competitors and uh just people who've been involved in road of the horse because this is i've i've done road of the horse as a wild card competitor a few times um Uh so yeah it's going to be a freestyle competition that's very similar to how they do the finals at the mustang makeover you get like three to six minutes and you have to hit so many compulsory maneuvers with your horse to demonstrate your horsemanship. Um, but you do it to music, and you, you can wear a costume, and you can have a theme, and you're just showing the best of your abilities with your horse, and it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about it. Well, that is so cool. That is so cool. How did, how did uh, now you said you competed as a, as a uh, competitor in the past at Road to the Horse. So did yeah. this feel any different when you got invited? Um, no, I'm always excited to do anything with Road to the Horse, and it's always nice to get a phone call to know someone's thinking about you and they like what you're doing. So I was I was thrilled. And, yeah, yeah. the first time I went to Road to the Horse, and I actually have the Mustangs to thank for um, getting, you know, helping my involvement with Road to the Horse, they um, – Normally, uh, up until a certain, until like 2013, the format was pretty much the same. They would invite a number of trainers uh, to, and it's usually like a small number, like three to, I think they might have had three, four, five. Um, and the people that they invite, it's usually like really well-known trainers. You've had trainers like Pat Pirelli and Martin Black and John Lyons and um you know, uh, they've had Nick Dowers, who's a, a working cow horse champion. They've had English riders. They've had riders from New Zealand. They've had Stacey Westfall. So just, like, it's a big deal to get invited, and usually the people who get yeah. invited are big deals. <laughs> and um, back in 2013, they said, okay, we're going to open up a round pin for an up-and-coming trainer, and uh, it's this was the first wild card competition. And the format back then was a bit different than they've done it in recent years where they you had to apply. Um, they had a whole bunch of trainers from all over the country apply. 
uh, and you had to actually show you your uh, starting a cult it, within the time frame and video that and you could only you couldn't edit the first I think hour of it so like you had to show this is how it's going to look in a competition setting uh-huh. and you do a little interview per- portion and uh, so they selected six trainers and I was one of them and we showed up at uh, the 2013 Road to the Horse and we picked we each picked a colt out of the Remuda that we took home and trained for a year and then the next year is when we came back and we did a little competition against each other and the winner of that got to go in the round pen and be a road of the horse competitor so i did that oh wow row, cool. which was yeah yeah and and i really think that you know being involved with the mustangs um and you know, it, you know, I was able to get really good references from that and, and it was, it just really beefed up my resume and cause it's something fun and different and unique. And it shows that you've taken on these kind of, you know, really challenging, um, scenarios and horses. And, uh, yeah, so it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun being involved with them over the years. So I'm really excited to be back. Well, it is really Here, cool. The road a- to the horse is going to be March the 24th to the 27th in Lexington, Kentucky, and it is a fun event. Go ahead, Bobby. Um, Mary, if you wouldn't just mind taking a moment and just talking about the Remuda, the 2022 Remuda, um, because I know this is a, these horses are so incredibly special. You want to just just talk a little bit about, about that? Yeah, so the horses that um, Road to the Horse over the years have has had what like a group of horses that the trainers the colt starters get to pick from at the beginning of the competition usually you draw to pick out your horse and um and they you know these guys will go through the herd and decide that's the horse i want to compete with and so they up until a certain year they were using horses from different places and then they um partnered with the historic sixes ranch out in west texas and guthrie texas a number of years ago, and they've been using the Sixes Remuda ever since. And for anyone that doesn't know anything about the Sixes, um, uh, they've actually gotten kind of famous recently being featured on the uh, the show Yellowstone. But they're a historic ranch. They are pre- the people who um, are were involved with the Sixes, who started the Sixes, um, are instrumental in developing the quarter horse breed so they've got a really cool history the ranch is a really neat place to go and visit and these horses that they're using for the competition are bona fide ranching quarter horses Um, and they're raised out on thousands of acres in actually starting the the sixes colts i got two uh over the two years that i competed that i started and competed with it was actually very similar to working with Mustangs because um, even though, you know, they care for these horses and they, you know, they give them their shots and deworm and feet and all that, they're pretty much unhandled um, right. until they start bringing them in and, and starting them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think, Thank I you. think uh, the four sixes, four sixes uh, horse has been really popular. I would love, them use some Mustangs. I think that would be just pretty cool. Yeah, um, and there's been talk about that over the years. 
The challenging thing to do a cult starting competition style event with the Mustangs is um, because Mustangs can vary so much. You can get a Mustang like Remy, for instance. Remy would have been great in a cold starting competition. He came off the trailer just looking for a friend and just wanted to know where his dinner was coming from. And whatever he had to do to get dinner, he was like on board. So he was, I, you know, I, I, yeah, he was a really special guy. But I've had some Mustangs that were just like, I kind of looked at him and I'm like, you were never meant to be a domestic horse. Like, this is just not going to be in the cards for you so it'd be kind of you know it could be a little tricky trying to um fit them all in kind of that same category it could be done but it'd be interesting yeah oh for sure yeah that would be a show yeah marcia sapp said that cobra ran her out of the uh, the uh, ringo time or two before Mm -hmm. next to him so it could be pretty interesting Mm -hmm. to watch that Mm -hmm. i remember that uh, but again Mm -hmm. that's coming up in that's coming up I think we may travel up that way again to visit uh, Oklahoma as well. It's a really fun competition, and, you know, if uh, people are listening who've never been, and uh, I definitely recommend doing it at least once. They've got lots of vendors, and other than the cult starting, the main event, the cult starting competition, they've got uh, demos and um, clinics, and it's really it's good education, but it's also really entertaining and fun to watch. It is. It is, and the Mustang Heritage Foundation will have a will have a booth back up there again this year. So be sure and stop in and visit there as well. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, well, I'm kind of putting all my eggs in this basket right now and focusing on Road to the Horse. Um, I've got a couple other things in the works of uh, uh, Mustang projects. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm okay to talk about them just yet, but um, but yeah, I will be doing some more work, uh, more different work with Mustangs, um, and I'll I'll be talking about that soon, I hope. Uh, and okay. then just working with my horses. This is actually the first year that I'm not. Um, well, I've taken breaks before, but I'm not really doing a Mustang makeover competition this year because I really want to focus on my horse Remy and just taking him as far as I can. We'll be doing some stock horse shows um, all across oh, Texas. Great. Yeah, yeah. That is great. How many horses are you working now? Um, right now, just a handful, including Remy. But I've got a bunch of projects in my pasture that I got to get going and find good homes <laughs> for. So it's it's mostly just my my own projects that I'm messing with at the moment. All right, all right. Uh, did you get to see the Mustang? Uh, movie the documentary mustangs America's Wild Horse. i did i did i think i was at the first one of the first screenings of this version of the, the finished version of the movie um which remy is in and that's true um yeah yeah they followed us actually at the makeover uh they uh um filmed us uh doing the makeover and preparing for the makeover and then we actually went up to wyoming to see the uh, herd where Remy's from, and I finally uh, got to see it uh, this last summer, and I was—it was really cool. I was really excited to be a part of that. Well, that is that is so super. Well, we actually premiered the uh, did the Tennessee premiere of the Mustangs here a 
couple of weeks ago, just back in January now, and um, and just had a great turnout. People love the movie, and they love seeing you and Remy and, and uh, several other friends that were in it that uh, became stars as well. But we look forward to having you back to talk more about what you're doing, and uh, we'll look for you at Road to the Horse. We may have to have you come back after you win that competition up there and, uh, and talk about that. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to come back anytime, and um, yeah, it's been really fun. All right. Well, this song is one by Willie Nelson. It is in the movie The Mustangs, and uh, we're going to close with this segment of the show with Ride Me Back Home by Willie Nelson. Mary Kitzmiller, thanks for being with us today on Saddle Up America. Barebacked and saddled You took the wound in your side You pulled the sleds And you pulled the wagons You gave them somewhere to hide Now they don't need you And there's no one to feed you there's fences where you used to roam I wish I could gather up all of your brothers And you would just ride me back home Ride me back home to a much better place Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home I got a small place up in the foothills Green grass as precious as gold I paid a fortune for what little I got here But you know that I'd sell my soul To have all the mountains, the rivers and valleys The places where you need to roam Just gather up all of your brothers And you would just ride me back home Ride me back home to a much better place Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home Ride me back home To a much better place Blue skies and sunshine And plenty of space Somewhere where they would just 
and post information about them. So um, that's Absolutely. brilliant. That's really wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. We've got uh, we've got plans for uh, a couple of songwriter workshops that we'll be conducting uh, this year. Um, we will be conducting a fall festival, and that's going to be a whole lot of fun to bring Western music to Music City. So that's that's going to be cool. But a lot of a lot of fun stuff that's lined up, and some great great people that are involved already. So we had a pretty good turnout for that first that first meeting, including Miss Bobby Bell. We were happy to see you there. So. But anyway, next week on the show, we have uh, some members of the Tennessee Western Music Association. They are great songwriters, but they're also great award-winning performers. And that's Andy and Ren Renfrey will be joining us. And Andy has written songs for uh, Chris Ledoux, that he's recorded, and she also has three songs, I believe it is, off of Jim Jones' latest album. Mm-hmm. Wrote, wrote. Mm-hmm. So they'll be joining us next week. A lot of fun. Any kind of closing thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? Uh, yes, this is a quote of Margaret Sanger. Life has taught me one supreme a lesson. We must. If we are really to live, we must put our convictions into action. Oh, that's good. That is good. I have one. Would you like to hear it? I would. All right. What if today we were just grateful for everything? Mm -hmm. What if today Mm -hmm. we were just grateful for everything? thankful. And I'm thankful for you, Bobby Bell. It's been and how many years now? I am free. Seven? Well, I think we're in our I think we're in our Six seventh. Years? And uh-huh. I am grateful. Well, I, yes, I think this is I think this is year seven. I don't know. They just, you know, Thursday just comes keep around up with, and here we it? are. Yeah, just <laughs> sharing the mic and sharing the music and sharing the stories and um you know, it's just a, been a huge blessing in my life to have this opportunity and this platform to promote um, the work and the dreams and the inspirations of others. It's just fabulous. Well, it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, nine years now for uh, Equestrian Legacy Radio. So it's just like time just flies, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer we'll do this, but maybe another nine or ten years and we'll see. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? We did not. What? We did not get to have a Valentine's show. We did not get to do a Valentine's show. I know. And, uh, I know. Valentine was just a few days ago. It was the 14th. It's like, man, there's been so much that's happened since the 14th, and this is just the 17th. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but I thought we would celebrate with a final song today on the show. And uh, our good friend R. Debbie Hampton is going to be with us the 1st of March. He's going to be in a movie called Peace River. And we'll be talking with him about that movie. But he's done a great little love song. And we're going to close with that. And we look forward to having you join us back here next Thursday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time, for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. And uh, this is Mr. Hampton's song called crazy little thing called love. Happy belated Valentine's Day. <laughs> 
Bobby, we'll see you next week. See you next week. This thing called love, I just can't handle it. This thing called love, I must get around to it. I ain't ready. A crazy little thing called love. This thing called love, it cries in a cradle all night. It swings, it jives. It shakes all over like a jellyfish, you kind of like it, a crazy little thing called love. There goes my baby, she knows how to rock and roll, she drives me crazy. She gives me hot and cold fever, then she leaves me in a cool, cool sweat. I gotta be cool. Relax, get hip, get on my tracks Take a back seat, hitchhike Take a long, long ride on my motorbike Until I'm ready Crazy little thing called love Gotta be cool, relax, get hip, get on my tracks, take a back seat, hitchhike, take a long, long ride on my motorbike until I'm ready. A crazy little thing called love. Oh, love.